Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fallout Roundtable. This is a place where diverse individuals discuss various topics from the Fallout universe. Join us, the conversation has already started. Welcome to another episode of the Fallout Roundtable. I am your host once again, Maverick Stone. I'm back, baby. Here with me today is Jaxus and Sassy Lee. Say hello. Hello. Hi. Before we get started with everything, how about you uh, rate, review, and subscribe to our YouTube channel? It's how you find us, it's the Fallout Roundtable for those first-timers that have never seen our show. If you've never seen our show, where have you been? For those people that have come back, good to see you back. Twitter is at FalloutRTV, and our Gmail is falloutrtv at gmail.com. Yeah. So today, it's another part of the All About series that, that we've been doing. Today, it's all about the Enclave. Beginning, middle, and possible extinction. We just don't know. Bum, bum, bum. Here we go. Who wants yeah. to start? I mean, I did some research on the on this today. Actually, I did some research. I did my homework. People, people did their homework, and I didn't because I've been busy this week and last week. This, this I think, this was your topic, wasn't it? It was not mine. No, no. Actually, I was the one that came up with the topic. Okay. I was the one. I I was the one that 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 put it out there because we we had nothing at the time of this recording. We had nothing prepared for last week. It was the why don't we do another all of thing? And I went okay. We'll do the enclave. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like okay. I mean, unless we start breaking it down into each raider faction. Well, okay, so. Why don't we start with, since you did a lot of research, you got a lot of the origin story. Let's start with giving a people a kind of a recap. I mean, yeah, mind you, majority of everybody knows where the Enclave started from, but there might be listeners that are new to Fallout, not all the above. So if you could give them a recap as to who the Enclave is and where their origins come from. Okay. So prior to the Great War... There was a shadow government that existed in the actual government, your deep state organization, if you will. Uh, in the in the pre-war federal government, it was made up of uh, high-ranking government officials, high-ranking military, uh, corporate figures, and other people that n- kind of knew how things were going to go down and how they were going to guide uh, the government once basically when the shit hit the fan and they had a plan on how this was all going to happen and how they were going to ensure the continuity of their version of the government. uh, Once everything, you know, went tits up basically. Uh, (laughs) So never thought it it said that way, but okay. Yeah. It's pretty much, it's pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Basically what happened. Uh, Yeah. They, they plan to uh, subvert the continuity of the government in order for it to play out in their way. If you're familiar with uh, the actual 
day of the bombings, uh, you'll know that the alert that was supposed to go out to Congress and members of the cabinet was tampered with and many members never received their alert that was to tell them to, you know, hit the bunkers. It's happening. So a lot of those people, key members did not get the alert to come to the bunker. And of the members that did come to the bunker, once they got there, the highest ranking cabinet member was the secretary of agriculture, which isn't very high ranking. And when we, I guess when they were questioned, you know, how, where's everybody else? They were informed that other people didn't make it, or, you know, this person died of radiation poisoning and he was basically it. And then he gave them a choice. He either, they would either join his side, which was going to continue the war against China and, and get the revenge for the United States and, and carry on this form of government, or they could leave basically. And if they chose to leave, uh, they were sealed in a room and executed. There were so, sounds 40... like yeah, Cliff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's a shadow government. They get what they want. So there were it's 48 like members it. that were left in the White Spring bunker. Now they had cut themselves off from all other uh branches of the enclave at the time, which prior to the war, the president and other key members of the government had been relocated from Washington to a government facility that was on an oil rig, the last known oil reserves that we had in the United States, I guess, that was out off the coast of California. And that was called uh, the, now I can't read my writing, um, the Control Station Enclave, or most people just know it as the Enclave Oil Rig. So, And that it, was... Is that Thomas Eckert that was part no. of that? Or is it, no. Is no. It, that that, that, that was yet. Dick Richardson. Okay. Actually, that's... I don't even know. Actually, it, that it, wasn't it even was him at the Dick. time. Wait, it wasn't that, him at yeah, the it was. time. Yeah, it was. Well, he was the leader from 2220 to 2242, so I don't think it was him. Or No, I thought Dick Richardson was Fallout 3. No, yeah, he would have been more Fallout Three times. No, uh, he would have been Fallout. One. Eden was Fallout Three, but he was yeah. prior to Eden. Yeah, so okay. Eden yeah, took that's over. Right. That's right, Eden. Yeah, well, I uh, if him. I remember right, we, we we did something earlier, and it, 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 um, yeah, Richardson is actually the bad guy in uh, Fallout One. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. He's yeah, the and then the when the uh, oil rig was what was the when the oil rig was destroyed, that was when Eden took over. Yep. So, the members of government that retreated to the oil rig kept themselves isolated, uh, and then they kept their nationalistic views. And the enclave in general was very nationalistic. A lot of people would call them fascist. Uh, their views were very much that they were going to rid the country of mutants and tainted people, I guess, and then they would reclaim America for the enclave and reestablish the United States based on what they felt uh, that should look like. Sounds like late 50s, early 60s America to me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the only use that they had for survivors of the wasteland was either extermination or turning them into slaves for their purposes, such as uh, building different facilities that they decided to build post-war. Um, one of those included Mariposa. You guys might know these names from different Fallout games from hearing because they're kind of some big places, some big deal things. A lot of it, uh, Mariposa was built specifically... Uh, to move the FEV research that had been done at West Tech to Mariposa. And that was where... And um, that was the Enclave's doing, right? The, well, I mean, actually, the, 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 the Army. West Tech. Because it was like the year before the war. Uh -huh. uh, the Army and the U.S. Defense Department, I guess, uh, pulled... Um, I think it was the Army, actually. had uh, Well, West Tech had had their breakthrough... Uh, research with mm -hmm. the fev that was going on in well the u.s they were army was good definitely result. sent there because that's how mm -hmm. um um well 
yeah, Department of Defense started right there. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Department of Defense sent Spindel and Maxon Mm -hmm. to that facility to make sure that there was no, you know, they were afraid of espionage, so they sent them there to guard the facility. Uh, soldiers started learning what was going on there. They had some riots. They had some issues. Uh, Spindel had a nervous breakdown, locked himself up, you know, in his office. Maxon decided he needed to find out what was really going on. He had a really hard time believing these scientists when they said this was government sanctioned. You know, the government had said. went rogue and we were grateful for that. He was really pissed. (laughs) So he started killing people. But he still well, had a very so hard I, time coming I'm to grips wondering with the fact how that much this was... the Enclave really, because it seems like the Enclave almost act like they weren't really sure who he was. Like, mm-hmm. you know, going down the road, these Brotherhood of Steel guys, you know, they almost well, like, it was it they just wrote them off? Do they pay attention to their guards, really? You right. know? Yeah. I mean, it's that's like, literally what they nah. were there for. Is they were there to guard yeah. the facility yeah. against espionage because they were afraid that, oh, the Chinese are going to be looking because they were working on super soldiers. You know, they had to beat the Chinese. They were still very much caught up in, you know, we had people in China trying to, you know, uh, fight them off. We had just, fit, what, didn't we just finish Anchorage around that time or something? You know, we were hot and heavy and in our own country, everyone was rioting over resources and and everything else. They were calling out the National Guard for people. They were using the brand new power armor against their own countrymen because everybody was just so upset about the state of what was going on right before the war. So, yeah, Maxon went on a spree, took out all the scientists, and uh, and then right then was, you know, he tried to get a hold of the higher-ups. He got no answer from them. Then the war happened, and then... Well, he seceded right before the war happened. Yeah, he, well, he was basically he was calling them up to tell them uh, that he was going to defect. And well, he, he I think he he'd called them to find out what's going on. Nobody answered, so he informed them. Yeah, yeah, I'm done. I'm with out. You. Yeah, yeah, and, and then the war happened. Them. Yeah, then shortly and after then, the war, he took everybody and hauled. They went and, to Lost Hills. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they they sealed it all up and took off. So where did the um, I thought they blew it up. I thought they blew the entrance up. I think well, that they would did, seal it. Uh, yeah, I think they did demolish I, it. Well, because we know the ma- this is going a little bit off the enclave or sort of, but I thought the master found his way back in. He did, and that's mm. that's the next thing. So many years later, enclave scouts discovered the oh, ruins right. of Mariposa. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was in in uh, 20, da, 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 2236, I think. Uh, they were scouting. They found the ruins of Mariposa and began excavating. Uh, a lot of them were exposed to low levels of FEV, including Frank Horgan. Anybody remember Frank Horgan? Big, I remember Frank. Mean, big mean dude. Big old mean. <laughs> big mean Frank. So once he was exposed to the FEV, he was sent to the control station to be studied, and those scientists were wicked. Uh, They studied him for a couple of years. They did a lot of surgeries on him. They used a lot of cybernetics. They kept giving him FEV and controlled doses to make him bigger and stronger. It didn't really make him smarter, but they did a lot of stuff. When they finally decided they'd run all the tests that they could possibly run on him, they decided to just send him out in the world as a field agent. They had him in specially made power (laughs) armor that delivered drugs to his system while he was wearing it to keep him alive and to keep him stable. And that's frightening right there. And because of the fact that he was... Sounds like... I'm I'm sorry to interrupt, but that just sounds like... uh... That this sounds like a Fallout version of Bane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. But because yeah. if you he, think he, of, if you think about it, yeah, Bane, it does. Bane does. It could was be, fueled it could be by the, Venom, pretty much. It could be the inspiration material. You never know, because you know, you never know. Yeah, you, never know. you know, sometimes we see things like that, and you're like, oh, okay, it's homage to whatever. But I don't know. You'd have to think about the time frames when those things were thought out too. True, too. 
might actually be pre venom it's hard to say maybe venom is a well i don't know because comic books were around probably long before this well it all depends you know because some of the storylines uh for like marvel and all that right started it's been a long been along forever Mm -hmm. but because uh frank was a former secret service agent who would you know loyal to the president never going to do anything against president they they knew they could trust that because he can't really think for himself anymore and they did a lot of conditioning on him they knew that he was always going to be loyal to the enclave loyal to the president and do their bidding which he did and he was out uh basically clearing out mutants even though technically he was the biggest mutant that we had at the time and um you know. they create they created a a, a a what's the word I'm looking for like a, a a virus to kill the super mutants right it's like FEV curling thirteen or something like that it didn't kill super no it was supposed to be more effective oh it's just a different curling variant. thirteen was more effective mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. more contagious oh okay yeah. Yes. yeah and I and that I don't think that was with him that was uh what's that with i have it in my notes somewhere i remember writing it down lieutenant <laughs> Colonel charles curling he was the one who made it yeah, yeah he was the one who found it and uh the chemical course was it let's see oh yeah in fallout 2 uh still working to eradicate the mutant threat retake america they find a they find the sample of fev at mariposa and further study it yeah making it more toxic FEV curling 13, they tested on residents of Vault 13 and Arroyo. Before it could be deployed, the oil rig was destroyed, the enclave fell apart, and the survivors fled. Yeah. So that oh. was one of those plans to, yes, I, I believe they were going to try and, and use that, that to eradicate. And that leads us to the Chosen One, right? That was by the Chosen One. He, 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 the Chosen that. One was Fallout 2. He, he the chosen... the oil rig, though, right? Yes, he was the one that, that destroyed the oil rig. Was the chosen one yeah and because I, I get I, my fallouts I, mixed up <laughs> well one and yeah, two no, i get no, a little mixed up because i even played them but yeah. from what i could read there wasn't much enclave action in fallout one it's mostly fallout two because you are dealing with the oil rig right and right. you're you're dealing with uh you know the stuff going on at mariposa and the master and all that other stuff and then you, there's there's some remnants of them in in New Vegas that had into, infiltrated um, NCR. There's a lot of them that apparently ended up in the pockets NCR. and stuff yeah. like. I didn't really go into a lot on that. I don't know if you have more information on that. I skipped to three. No, they were like satellite cells and stuff like that that was put into the NCR, and they were actually um, basically they were trying to set themselves up to take uh, a hold of some of the power that the ncr was wielding at the time and they were just trying to make themselves um work their ways their way into leadership and things like that so that they could you know behind the scenes get control it's more espionage you know but where it so, went from there I, I didn't catch that see the new, right the new california republic invaded navarro and i believe that's when they started was victorious and the enclave remnants scattered to the winds enclave remnants fled uh fled east and attempted to integrate into the ncr with limited success so it wasn't as much success as as uh previously thought but um meanwhile um that's when uh john henry edern had joined the enclave uh survivors from the west coast at at raven rock Mm. right so what right raven rock i was forgetting about raven rock once the oil rig was destroyed and there was a need for a new president, there was a a Zax in Washington that John was Henry. supposed to help that was supposed to help analyze data and it was programmed to ensure continuity of government in case of national catastrophe that's tasked with coordinating a communication between the military installations throughout the country. But Zax became self-aware. His favorite Uh-oh. pastime Uh-oh. was analyzing 
historical data, particularly presidential biographies. And what he ended up doing as he became self-aware was he modeled his personality based on several different presidents and came up with this personality that was John Henry Eaton, the boy who grew up in Kentucky, the apple pie, baseball loving, you know, that guy. The flying ball that talks to you everywhere you walk. (laughs) Because, you know, he has his fireside chats, right? Like FDR. So he became, and, and he just announced that he was president and he reached out to any of the West Coast survivors and said, come to the East Coast come to Raven Rock. We have a facility here. Come here. You will be welcome. You will be safe. And so he started pulling all the people in there. Now he had his own genocidal tendencies. You know, he was part of... Well, we noticed in all enclave leaders one time or another, a lot of people get killed. (laughs) It is a motive. It is is a goal. (laughs) It seems... To well, be with it, the enclave. It's kind of like dictator 101. You kind of eliminate the power structure around you and put people right. around you that you can manipulate. Exactly. Yes, ma'am. So. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, exactly. Mm-hmm. So Eden's See, tool of choice <laughs> was Project Purity. And as you know, in Fallout 3, your character is tasked, you know, will you follow your dad? And your dad is trying to finish Project Purity because he wants to deliver pure water to all the people in the wasteland. The Enclave wants to spike the water with a form of FEV that will basically kill any mutated or irradiated not even just person, also the ghouls. Uh, just autumn. And the way that it would do that... Yeah is by attacking their immune system, making them susceptible to dying from other diseases. So that's how the ghouls, I guess, became affected because normally they wouldn't get sick from anything because they're ghouls. Um, But vault dwellers who hadn't been exposed to radiation because they lived in a vault, and then, of course, the enclave people, because I guess they'd been protected or treated or whatever, would be safe. So therefore, uh, you don't have to worry about dying if it's... Is this if the that's first mention you make of in the, the game. Garden of Eden creation kit? Gak, no. It was mentioned before that? I think it's like in one or two where okay. you learn I've about it. I've played this very little, so it's like, you know, when it comes to I the history. I played them at all. I just remember that they talk about it. Hmm. I think it's in one of those two you have to find a Gak. I know you got to find the water chip in the first one. I think you find yeah. the Gak in, in two, maybe. Okay. Um, I'm unsure. And I don't remember. Does he? Do you do the gek in three? I don't remember doing the gek in three. Um, it's mentioned. Uh, I, I talk about it, but I don't think you actually get your hands on one. I don't remember. Mm-mm. The only time that I know of where you see the gek like in action is uh, Vault ninety four in Fallout seventy six, where the gek went off and the whole thing is just like what? Jungle City. Hmm. No, I don't think that, I no, that. I don't remember actually seeing it active in a game, but so Raven Rock, once you fight your way in there and, and you see what that's all about, you can meet uh John Henry Eden and find out that he is just a computer and you can go about you know dealing with him in that way. That's when he and there's another computer. The- that's when he kicks you down the syringe, right? Tries to get you to. He he tries to give you the syringe. Yeah, to, he tries to get mm-hmm. you to to take the FEV and put it in the water at the Jefferson Memorial. Yeah, yeah. It's like sure, I'll take um, it. Now you're gonna use it though. <laughs> I think I can't. I think that may have been what I did, or I think I just talked him down and told him to shut himself down. <laughs> I think it's what I did. I managed to talk him into just just kill yourself. But uh, there are, so the Enclave somehow either likes their computers, their AI, or just somehow gets stuck with them. Uh, we also have MODIS on the East Coast. And MODIS. Are we familiar Our with level. the MODIS story? 
So, so back to when uh, the Secretary of Agriculture declares himself president, that was Eckhart, uh, and he kills That's off stupid, all of okay. his dissidents, uh, dissenters, dissent, whatever that word is. Whenever he has, he kills them off, he has his 48 followers, and he decides that he wants to go ahead and escalate the war against China. So the only way to do that is he needs a general to be able to access the nukes, but he kind of killed them all. I think <laughs> I think before we get any further into this part, I think we got to take a quick break. Yep. And come right back. Break time. Ever wanted to be a content creator, but had no clue where to begin? Come join me as I sit down with content creators that have already faced the challenges you're up against as they discuss the tips and tricks that help them be successful here on the content creators guide available wherever podcasts can be found hello everybody welcome back uh hope you enjoyed our little message there now we're going to get into a little conversation about modus we don't have a whole lot of information on him because he's very like secretive and stuff because he's like you know top secret you know weird faced dude and you know we know he more about his own agenda. <laughs> he has his own agenda. So Modus was developed. He's the multi-operation directions and utility system. And he was developed to maintain the White Spring Bunker, to coordinate surveillance and operations. And uh, he was originally connected to multiple sites across the U.S. as well as the Kovac Muldoon satellite. So... He was basically into everything, which was good because this was the bunker that was supposed to house, you know, Congress or the cabinet or whatever during the war. I think war. it was Congress. That's what I thought because, yeah. So it yeah. was supposed to house important people during the war and they needed to be in the know and they needed to be protected. Uh, Modus communicated with Zachs at Raven Rock, who became John Henry Eden, prior to the war, and they would help each other research evacuation scenarios. They would analyze the archival data. Uh, and, and it was interesting that Modus noted, as well as some other researchers, noted that Zax was very interested in the um, archive data. He would go back and, and read and read over, analyze the presidential data. Uh, and they thought it was odd that he would keep looking over that. And then it becomes clear later why he's so interested in it, because he wanted to be president when he grew up. <laughs> um, so uh, Modus helped Eckhart uh, post-war to help drive his rebellion. Uh, he took out the opposition, I guess, when, when Eckhart said, either you're with me or you're not. And, the people that were not were then sealed in a room and Modus killed them. And then the rest of the people he gassed them. Yeah. He, he gassed Which them. surprises me a little bit that Modus was so quick to like jump on his line. side. To, well, to fall in line because he, well, he was allowing himself to be subordinate. Now, mind you, Modus is really calculative, but it's like, uh, you know, Modus is. I, I think at the time, like that fell in line, like the whole because that. The agenda, I guess, it still fell in line with his beliefs. Initial programming, yeah. And programming, yeah. So, and I don't know if maybe Modus just wasn't quite, like, maybe that experience helped him to self-realize more. I don't know. Like, it's hmm. hard to say. But, because, you know, we always say that Modus pulls the strings, right? You know? Yeah. Always. He's the but, smart one. <laughs> right. So... As Eckhart goes through his adventures and he decides that he wants to uh, amp up, he wants to continue the war against China. He wants to amp up. He wants the DEFCON level to go up. He wants to be able to access nukes. He needs a general to access nukes. He needs the DEFCON level to be raised. So he lets out the Scorched Beast from the, you know, from the, uh, where was that? Uh, that cave where they were studying the FEV on bats. And then he... Uh, broke into West Tech and let all the super mutants out, and he went into Mama Dolce's and let all the um, the, all the little trash cans out. The, the little robots, the, the communist bots, yeah, the commie bots. 
<laughs> yeah, I just can't think of their names right now. We just call them trash cans. He let all those out. Yes, so he's do. trying to get the DEFCON level changed, but weirdly, it just won't go down that much. So he tries all these things, finally gets the DEFCON level to, to lower. His general dies. He needs another one. He gets gets a surprise from, uh, uh, you know, everybody's yelling at me right now. The girl. Yes, she comes in. <laughs> the girl. That person. You know. That person. Lady. That person. That, that one. Yes. Colonel Santiago. She comes in from Washington with her men and he says, oh, I'm so glad you're here. And he explains to her what he wants to do. And at first she's like, okay. So she goes off and she gets her, she hates it, but she gets her promotion to general so she can be his general. And she's going through the motions, but then she starts thinking about, she sees all the things he's doing. He's releasing, you know, trying to get the DEFCON Lord. And she's like, I'm not quite down with this. And he says, oh, that's okay. I just... I need you for later. So he knocks her out, puts her in a coma and, just, you know, has her on the side until he's ready. Well, people are starting to, nice. well, people are starting to not be chill with his ideas anymore. So there's a rebellion that starts up in the white Springs against Eckhart and people have some ideas that Modus is involved. So some of these people that are rebelling and she ends up, joining them and trying to lead them we're gonna get out of here and, and take this place down they put explosives on motives memory on modus's memory banks and try to blow him up well he gets mad <laughs> he gets so <Whoa>. mad <laughs> no <laughs> his memory banks are destroyed so he's not happy about that but he still has the autonomy he goes in and he destroys the weapons labs which uh, which produces uh, releases a toxic gas and kills everyone, friend or foe, in the whole facility. So everyone in the White Springs is now dead. Once they're dead, Modus goes through, cleans the place up, disposes of all the prior residents, and he's waiting patiently for someone else to come in and help him out with the next step. And, and that's, that's you. Valeria. <laughs> or Valeria, oh. yeah. Oh, Valeria. <laughs> Whoever. That's what he is waiting for. So, yeah, you could say that at that point, Modus is in charge. Hmm. Yep. Because he's done with people. Well, and so he becomes the uh, the new uh, leader of the Enclave. He does. Yeah. As of uh, 2086, he is a leader. Because once, or not 2086. Yeah, it was 2086. Because once Eckhart was gone, then he became the leader. Which is interesting because I was looking at the time frame. I'm like, this is so weird because you have Eckhart, who's president from 2083 to 2086. And then you got Modus, who's 2086 to whenever. But you've got, uh, you know, Dick Richardson from 2220 to 2242. And you've got John Henry Eden, 2242 to 2277. Which makes you wonder, where's Who's Modus? in the middle? Right. Well, where, where is Modus then? You know, right. when when does is Modus still around or is he shut off? Does is some, he taking his time? Is he biding his time? Is he, he still in charge? And has I he been know. held under control by you know, um, Eden by who or Eckert? Not Eden. Eckert. I don't know. Eckert. Maybe I mean it Eckert's would have been Richardson. Richards. Yeah, Eckert was dead before Modus. Well, Modus killed Eckert. So Eden. Yeah. Yeah, it would be Eden. It would have been Richardson first. Well, yeah, but no, I'm talking about like when he disappears. Like who, who before all that? It's yeah. wild because there's so many gaps, and maybe, you know, maybe that's something that, you know. And then that's where I start thinking about um, is uh, the uh, the really technical guys that are underground. Um, mm -hmm. What's their names? Technical um, guys underground. <laughs> A brain just yeah, we can't we, we can't think of actual names like other times we can the name creators them of the, the fake head. people um oh the institute yes thank you i was like which game <laughs> <laughs> well you know because i mean I, i'm convinced that the institute is part of the enclave i think it's like oh, a I think so too. Yeah. because the enclave is all about their scientists they are all yeah. about their scientists yeah, and I just think and maybe the scientists. I have think they're no just a division. I just think they don't even know that they're being 
you know, that's where their orders come from. <laughs> they might not. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of times where scientists just are so gung-ho on the science and getting the grant money to be able to do what they want and run off. The, they don't even pay attention to where it comes from. No, they don't care no. why. They just care that they can do it. Like I've, this has been my dream to do this, and now I can. And and many people will be like, "Well, do you know who you're working for?" Don't care. Keep <laughs> the know? money coming. I, I just money. get to do my thing. You know. I, I just made a big I old huge money. I just turned a human into this big old green thing. I think it's right. awesome. Right. <laughs> I'm going to make history. I'm going to publish papers. I'm going to be famous. You know, that's that's all I care about. I have money. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that they care like like what the motives are of the person who's handing you the check. That's not their concern. Their concern is being able to find out why this thing happens or how this works. If you if you add A and B, you know, what will you get C or will you get D or what? Will you get something completely different? So and what do you think the world looks like if the enclave was to be the ugh. end game? as far as the ones that recapture control, so to speak. So we, if it stays the, to the true enclave initiative, uh, you it's, it's, it's people are probably going to be in hiding because the enclave is looking for them. So if you're irradiated or if you're mutated, you're going to have to hide or be killed. Well, what about regular humans that have nothing wrong with them that are just, you know, people in the Commonwealth or, you know, these other factions? I guess you're going to live in fear that you don't get a raise. <laughs> but I mean, do you yeah. just like, do you just like walk around and go, whoo, glad I'm not you. You know, I mean, is that, is that how you. Do you think that's possible for them to pull that off? And the enclave's power structure and like, do they have enough uh, equipment to take out the Brotherhood of Steel and NCR and, you know. Um. I think they can try because they do have a lot of technology. They do have access to the power armor, the vertebrates. You know, they've got all that. Their they've followers got, are kind of fanatical, so. They are very fanatical. Like, these people just, you know. I mean, look at what they did to Frank Horrigan. They don't care. <laughs> they, I, I, I feel like they're going to do whatever it takes to win. They have no morals, so it's like no hold bar. We're just... You know, I, I I feel like maybe other factions may not go that far because they might actually have a heart and they might actually have some ethics and morals. And well, I'm wondering, you know, like, oh, can't cross like that line. Groups like raiders and things like that that mm -hmm. you know have found technology. Some of them have power armor. You know, they they're pretty powerful. Yeah, but you know? and but there's like, like one dude in power armor per group right every 50 you come in with don't. like yeah yeah, yeah and then you come right. in with like a a squad of hellfire i mean remember in fall three when those hellfire guys would come after you man that stunk yeah those dudes were nasty yeah kind of yeah. like them fire ants we don't talk about the fire ants it seems to me when it comes down to it just don't biggest, stand in front of them the biggest fight's always going to be between the enclave and the brotherhood yeah. And it's kind of like that whole good versus evil thing. Which is Except funny because we're, we're gray, gray on the good versus yeah, evil. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's all shades of gray, you know? I mean, Brotherhood yeah. has good intentions, but at the same time, they're, they're fanatical element of, well, mm -hmm. I keep saying element, uh, but they're, well, they're fanatical element of wanting yeah. to control all the electronics and technology, you know, to keep it out right. of the hands of people like the Enclave is well and, and keeping it out of the hands of the enclave people or people like the enclave is completely understandable keeping it out of the hands of regular folk because oh i don't know little timmy might build a rocket and blow up japan is weird <laughs> right. i mean yeah, I like i can't weird, have a but... toaster because i might turn it into a nuclear device somehow Hey, might shoot green toast at people or something. Hey, you know. never know. I, I it, it turns in turns into uh, a ghoul. Turns someone. If into you a ghoul. give me enough money, I might be able to work the science out. <laughs> <laughs> if you give me the money, I will do it. <laughs> I mean, all I need is the money, <laughs> which means I might go I to the, the research time and the money. Well, and then if it got bad enough, you know, it's as far as like finding food and. 
you know, mm-hmm. trouble with those kinds of things. Some of these other factions might just be like, you know what? The Enclave's kind of got access to everything. Maybe we should and that's just another thing. Because they, that's they the have other water thing. and everything, you know? Right. If you think about it, in your list, four Wastelanders lost everything and you have nothing. And you run across the Enclave and and they're like, come to us. We have cookies. We have water. We have clothing. Cookies. I mean, what are you going to do? Say pass? Well, they're the complete opposite. <laughs> of the nah, I'm good. You know, the Brotherhood of Steel is like, no. No, we don't want you. Yeah, you know, it's you know, Enclave's like, no, we need more. Come right. on, right? You know, because we'll, we want, we need bodies. We need, we need to, we need to, we need to throw those bodies. We need cannon on the front we line. Cannon, <laughs> we need cannon fodder. Yeah, you, you look good. Come with me. Yeah, yeah. You want to protect your country? Come with That's me. The, and actually, you know, invoke that nationalism. You know, because everybody's all, why are you in? Why are we in this state? You know, it's those Chinese. Look what they did to us. Let's go get them. It's some yeah. commie bastards. Yeah, it's right. like they're wanting to pick up right where they left off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brotherhood's like, yeah. no more nukes. No more nukes. Right. They're like, they're like well, the I mean, in metal outfits. Yeah. But they have a point. You know, what did the nukes get you? Look around. What is the point? You know, and that was why when they all went into the bunker with Eckhart and he was like, who's hmm. with me? We're going to go nuke the Chinese. And they're like, what is the point? What is the point they're of that? They're probably right all now? gone. Well, you know, and they're like, I we don't like there's really no point in continuing this war right now. And he was like, You're out. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> You're done. They didn't You're realize done. how out they were until later, but <laughs> but I mean, really, you know, it's like what point was there in continuing the war at that point? It was I nuts. Think, I well, you're dealing with you know, automatons that have like coating, and it's just yeah. They, they drank they, the Kool Aid. Yeah, they 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 more than drank the Kool Aid. They ended up rewriting it, but it's like uh, you know, I just don't. I think they would have keep on going until the whole world burned. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm sure they would. You know, it's like a dog with a bone. I mean, they're gonna go at it until they're done. Yeah. I don't even know if they would give up if they won because. They wouldn't realize that it had been. I think they would change their finished. agenda and start looking at humans as more of the problem than the solution, and then they would go for the. Uh, well, they already had. Yeah. You know, I mean, there were humans, and there were mutants, humans, and there were irradiated humans, and they had to go. But if they were able to figure out a way for, like, say, to create robots that they actually could control to become their bodies you know because they, they had that thing where they weren't allowed to like modus couldn't become a actual robot mm-hmm. in it with mm-hmm. arms and legs because they wrote that but in there. mobile yeah but they could find a way around that especially if they were to like i don't understand how they weren't able to manipulate like house or something like that into you know helping yeah that's anything. another thing you gotta think about house is a machine and the enclave didn't even think about it or they did in house's no. machinery is just that complicated. But he's not a machine machine. Well, no. yeah, no, he's more like a cyborg machine. He's a yeah. human being kept alive by electronics, you know. But... Yeah. I mean he's he's basically yeah, I mean he's I hate to say like vegetable, but because he's not because his brain's alive, it's just mm. the rest of him is not. He's a robot brain, basically. Yeah, but he can't <laughs> he's a be veggie. Put... But, but he, he can't, couldn't. He couldn't he can't put move. himself in one. Yeah, he can't move. Well, I don't. Did they have robo brains when he put himself in stasis? Well, they had. No, well, not well, yet. So he was New Vegas, right? Right. Yeah, he was so New Vegas. he yeah. would actually have been timeline wise after when the robo brains were around. Yeah, it would have been after. Yeah, because you're seventy six. You got to remember there's an earlier period. Yeah, so twenty five te- years right, at, the, right after the so the technology drop. was yeah. there, but at, of course at the time when they made the game, they didn't know that they were going to do that. Probably. Right, and that's the, and that's the thing is like it you know because seventy six feels like it's later than the other games, but it's earlier than the I other think games. that's what pisses off certain people, especially those of the New Vegas uh, environment, is they feel like. 76 kind of broke the lore because of things well it does confuse things yeah 
Because like we said, I mean, like all this stuff happened with, you know, um, on, you know, with uh, Modus and Eckhart, and then there's this huge gap and it's like, well, what oh, was there's Modus a big old gap doing? right there. And it, it, before we get to, big enough. before we get to Richardson in California, and you know that after the war, they were in California on the oil rig, but it says here, that was 2220. But the war was 2077. What was going on for that hundred and whatever years? Almost Modus. yeah, 150 years. Modus what was going on? happened. Oh, but they it. were you hmm. knew they were on the rig because that's where the president went. So did they just hang out there for 150 years and do nothing? No, I just think it was a lot of like, you know, underground stuff and they kept it quiet and there's no documentation of it. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like they just they they just hung out there and did nothing for 150 years, and then all of a sudden decided, you know, to get involved. They were going to go, go find their posa and find the FEV and et cetera, et cetera. I always thought when they were on the oil rig, they they stayed on there to stay away from the nuclear fallout, and they put and they had scouts every couple years go out and see if the radiation went down, so they could start. Hmm. Well, that would be one thing, but I mean, did they? What? They didn't even have to wait that long, really, because the no, they didn't really need to. No, because it had dissipated quite quickly, actually. Especially yeah, the twenty-five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Any more thoughts? Anything else? Quick thought here, what? to to lead us out. Do we think Vault Tech is Enclave? I think they mm. definitely worked for the Enclave. I, I think they were contractors. I believe that because of the fact that the Enclave was made up of important corporate figures, there was probably some high up somebody who may have been part of the Enclave, but I don't think that the entirety of vault is Enclave. Also, do you think because of this running theory that vault dropped the bombs, do you think the Enclave influence that I, I don't know about that because from what I was reading Baltic was still in the process of building vaults when the bomb was dropped so I don't know that they would have instigated dropping it because they, they could have made more money it. on vaults yeah. right they could have made a lot more money on, on building the vaults was money their influence though there might have been another underlining you know what I mean why would you I don't know be, I mean what good is all that money going to do you? <laughs> I don't know. But they, I mean, they did say that, you know, by the time they had finished, let's see, what year was that? Um, they had finished up most of the vaults in, because I looked at the timeline today for fun, in 2063. Most of the vaults were completed. Uh, vault drills are leading to a cry wolf syndrome so they had done so many vault drills where like it's basically a tornado drill siren goes off everybody's supposed to head to their vault that was their drill got to the point where it happened so many times people started ignoring it so of course when it really happened a lot of people didn't respond and so a lot of the vaults did not fill like they were supposed to on the actual day what was like because 10 years? They just like thought it was another drill. Right? It was like 14 years. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I mean, can you imagine doing vault drills for 14 years? I would probably be like, yeah, I'm just going to skip it today, you know, and then it <laughs> would just, you know, skip it next week. And then the next thing you know, you're never going again. And then it so. happens and you're screwed. Right. And then you're screwed. Yeah. And it's screwed. like, oh, darn, I should have known that this was the time. Shouldn't have skipped all those drills. All right. Well, anything else? No. I would just yeah, love to know what was going on with the Enclave between 2103 or whatever it's supposed to be when we get out of Vault 76 and when Fallout 1 or Fallout 2, I guess, picks up on the oil rig. I would love to know what was going on between there. Like if it was I'd like to... a planning for something or, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a long, I mean, like Modus, I get like Modus is a computer, so he can just sit around and chill. Yeah. It but the matter. humans he are can wait. Like, no dying big... off, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. So 
how are they determining like obviously they're finding people to of course it could have been a breeding program from that point trying to get their numbers Uh, yeah yeah because it's like and then you know how are they electing the next president and all that you know how, how is this all happening on an oil rig yeah. And then all of a sudden they're just like, hey, we're ready to move forward. We're here. Let's go. <laughs> it's been 150 years. We're good to go. It's interesting. I would have uh I would say have our listeners send us an email. Yeah. You know. Tell us what you think. Yep. Yep. Or What's a happening? tweet or an X or whatever it's called now. Tweet yeah, I refuse to call I, it. I just X. keep calling it a tweet. <laughs> yeah, because well, it's I, still I, called a tweet. That's the weird thing. <laughs> you know, X's are stupid. Uh, anyway all right folks we're gonna say good night x's are stupid everybody bye goodbye Uh, uh, i like that one bye (laughs) this podcast is part of the robots radio rocket club a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential for information about joining the robots radio rocket club check out robotsradio.net Hi, welcome to Three Count Thoughts. Let me introduce the crew real quick. Hi, I'm Maverick Stone. I'm Rumor. And I'm Jaxus. Join us as we talk all things wrestling. Each week, we'll take a topic from the wrestling world, knock it around a bit, and then go over the week in wrestling from a strictly fan perspective. We can be found on all major podcast catchers. We can also be found at Three Count Thoughts on both YouTube and Twitter. Or you can send us an email using threecountthoughts at gmail.com. Okay, are you ready? Ring the bell. <laughs>